without any support from the other side, with all the parliamentary maneuvers that requires. We're getting nothing done, my friends. We're getting nothing done. Hi everyone, Jay Doherty here from the Jay Doherty Podcast. Today we're broadcasting live once again for a special episode. We're talking about the breaking news. Senator John McCain recently died at the age of 81. We'll also have some more coverage of Elon Musk in his recent three weeks. And we'll get a check in on the stock markets both here in America and in China. It's all coming up next on episode 43 of the Jay Doherty Podcast. Sunday, September 2nd, 2018. We're broadcasting live at 11.08, 17 seconds right now. Um, from this point on, by the way, uh, we're going to be, just as a quick schedule note, uh, I'm going to be broadcasting uh, every week, uh, podcasting every week, not every day, or, you know, we'll have one-off episodes every once in a while, but, yeah, that's what happened. That's what's going to happen. But what did happen, unfortunately, Senator John McCain has recently passed away. Died uh, at the age of 81. He served 30 years in the Senate. He was captured in uh, the Vietnam War. Uh, basically held hostage for, for six years. Uh, and him and Trump have a very... A kind of a, a feud or whatever together, and it's all Trump's fault, really. And I, that's that's kind of undebatable, even if you do support Trump or you do not support Trump. Trump said, and I don't know, I'm, this is kind of widespread, but he said that he doesn't like, he said John McCain is not a hero. He said he was captured, and he doesn't like people who are captured. But he served, I mean, he was literally beaten and tortured for six years straight in the service of this country. And then Trump says, as he's running for president of this country, that he has no respect for him and that he doesn't like people who were captured. Then Trump actually praised John McCain. And people, I mean, the media was consistently at every single event asking Trump about, you know, for a comment on Senator John McCain's death. And it was, uh, you know, it was repetitive. He wouldn't say anything. But he did issue a formal statement. And I'm going to uh, get the exact quote here right now. But he did issue a formal formal statement directly from the White House, uh, basically saying, and I'm going to get the exact statement in just a moment here, um, but 
uh, he said that he, while he fundamentally disagreed with almost everything politically that John McCain had to say, he respected his service to the country. And that was only once, and that was only after multiple times. And it'd really be terrible not to even comment on someone who served 30 years in the Senate, even if you, you know, didn't believe in exactly, uh, you know, politically. But here's a couple of times, and this is a compilation put together, of the media asking for a comment on Senator John McCain's death. At five different photo ops, the president was asked to comment on the late senator. And each time... And that's basically all that happened. He he never said anything. He just sat there and kind of looked. And we'll have the link to that uh, exact report uh, in the description. And uh, here I have the formal quote here from... Uh, the statement from Donald Trump about uh, Senator John McCain's death. He said, despite our differences on policy and politics, I respect Senator John McCain's service to our country. That is what he should have said in the very beginning. Not saying that he wasn't a hero because he was captured, because that really just makes him look bad. Uh, you know, and it doesn't, it, has, it, no, it benefits no one it, it, at all. It only hurts people, um, basically. And I don't know, why he would even say that. If he wants to get support, it's better to get support. And especially, John McCain's a Republican. So, if he wants to rally support and he wants to get more people to vote for him, this was on the campaign trail, of course, he should just appeal to more people, not just, you know, stay, say controversial things to get him on the news, even though he apparently thinks they're the enemy of the people. A lot of people uh, were at his funeral, and one person notably was not. Of course, Donald Trump. Yes, and John McCain, I believe it was three months before his funeral, he specifically requested that he did not want Donald Trump to be at his funeral. And uh, apparently that feeling went two ways. Um, yeah. So, but there were a bunch of uh, very, very uh, respected people at his funeral. Um, Barack Obama was there, he spoke... Um, uh, let's see, Joe Biden was there, George Bush was there, there are a bunch of other former, uh, political, uh, people, and, you know, again, if you remember, um, Senator John McCain and Barack Obama, they ran against each other, they were opponents in, in an election race, and John McCain famously said that, you know, in, in, a, that, um, Barack Obama is just a decent person when his supporters were calling him, you know, not trustworthy, that they're kind of a traitor, that they, you know, I don't know, just kind of things that were either racist or untrue about him. He would say that he's like a decent family man and all that type of stuff. But uh, he made a couple jokes, Barack Obama, in his speech. And I have the exact clip here. Um... But he, uh, it was about a 20-minute speech about, uh, John McCain, and it was, um, directed towards his family and his friends, and his funeral was quite large. Uh, of course, Donald Trump was not there. Let's, uh, take a look and see just a little bit. We're not gonna play the whole thing, because it's about 20 minutes long, about what, uh, Senator John McCain had to say. I mean, excuse me, at John McCain's funeral, what Barack Obama had to say. Excuse me. We come to celebrate... An extraordinary man, a warrior, a statesman, a patriot, who embodied so much that is best in America. 
President Bush and I are among the fortunate few who competed against John at the highest levels of politics. He made us better presidents, just as he made the Senate better, just as he made this country better. So for someone like John to ask you, while he's still alive, to stand and speak of him when he's gone is a precious and singular honor. Now, when John called me with that request earlier this year, I'll admit sadness and also a certain surprise. But after our conversation ended, I realized how well it captured some of John's essential qualities. To start with, John liked being unpredictable, even a little contrarian. He had no interest in conforming to some prepackaged version of what a senator should be, and he didn't want a memorial that was going to be prepackaged either. It also showed John's disdain for self-pity. And there, you know, it goes on. And I just want to name a couple people as I'm seeing here in the crowd. There are uh, a lot of people here. I did not cover this live just because I was not able to physically. But um, it, it, there's a lot of people there, uh, specifically in the front row. There was uh, George Bush, his wife, um, of course, Michelle Obama, John McCain's daughter, John McCain's wife. Um, Mitch McConnell was there, actually. Um, Chuck Schumer was there. Dick Durbin was there. From uh, So there's a bunch of other senators as, uh, there as well. Uh, Al Gore was there. I saw him in, in the uh, crowd over on the screen here. Uh, there, there are a bunch of... Oh, Bill Clinton was there, and uh, of course, I believe Hillary was as well. In fact, Hillary actually did an interview uh, talking about John McCain and his legacy and his and her favorite memories very recently um, and this was this interview I'll play a little bit of it just just so you know just a little bit of a broader view didn't like the personal attacks that went along with uh, uh, politics that became increasingly common uh, and that is I a knew direct how dig at had been for him with the attacks on his family, and obviously he knew what it was like for me. We basically said, look, this is not the way politics should be conducted. We should be arguing over issues and differences, and we shouldn't be denigrating people. We shouldn't be lying about people's families. We shouldn't be uh, using the personal uh, to really substitute for the political. And as long as I've known him, that's uh, what he's tried to do. 2008. And that's mm -hmm. very true. Uh, and and that, that, I, I was watching so many speeches that he made addressing Congress, that one that we had in the intro um, where he said we're getting nothing done. A fairly confrontational thing, but a very true thing. And this was directly right after he was battling his brain cancer. That's, unfortunately, how he died, he stopped the treatment just because it really apparently was, I mean, you know, you just, oh, jeez, I'm sorry about that microphone there. We've had been having some problems with the microphone, but he basically stopped his treatment, and he unfortunately passed away uh, with the brain cancer that was uh, occurring. But he had um, made a speech. He had a s fresh scar on his head. He had uh, many things that were going on from his treatment, and he was still very, um, obviously, um, kind of 
full of energy and, and ready to kind of tell the Senate what they've been doing and really paying attention, even though he was in the hospital, you know, getting that treatment and still being loyal and uh, being of service to his country. Uh, let's see, there's some other news about Trump, and I don't want to talk about this too much, because John McCain should be the focus of this episode, uh, but there were, there was some news about Trump saying that he was going to ditch NAFTA, um, and kind of replace it with this trilateral agreement, uh, between Mexico and Canada. He said these things, he said a couple of things at, from his huge chair in the, uh, golden surrounded curtain oval office, uh, where he said that he's renaming NAFTA, basically, but he's actually ditching it at the same time, even though it's just a fancy renaming, um, and it's really, it, it left everyone kind of, uh, questioning where, where it leaves Canada, which of course is the third member of the North American uh, Free Trade Agreement, otherwise known as NAFTA. Here's what he said from his desk at the Oval Office. At the beginning, many people thought that, uh, this was something that just couldn't happen because of all of the different factions, all of the different sides, and the complexity. And we made it uh, much simpler, much better, much better for both countries. Uh, Canada will start negotiations uh, shortly. I'll be uh, calling the Prime Minister very soon, and we'll start negotiation. And if they'd like to negotiate fairly, we'll, uh, we'll do that. You know, they have uh, tariffs of almost 300% on some of our dairy products, so we can't have that. We're not going to stand for that. Uh, I think with Canada, frankly, the easiest thing we can do is to tariff their cars coming in. It's a tremendous amount of money, and it's a very simple negotiation. It could end in one day, and uh, we take in a lot of money the following day. But I think we'll give them a chance to uh, probably have a separate deal. We could have a separate deal, or we could put it into this deal. I like to call this deal the United States-Mexico Trade Agreement. I think it's an elegant name. I think NAFTA has a lot of bad connotations for the United States because it was a ripoff. It was a deal that was a horrible deal for our country. And uh, I think it's got a lot of bad connotations to a lot of people. And so we will uh, probably, uh, you and I will agree to uh, the name. Uh, we will see whether or not uh, we decide to put up a candidate or just do a separate deal with Canada if they want to make the deal. The simplest deal is more or less already made. It would be very easy to do and execute. But I will, uh, I will tell you that working with you has been a pleasure. Uh, speaking with and working with President-elect Lopez Obrador has been absolutely a, a very, very special time. Uh, you both came together for your country. You worked together. I think that's important for the media. And, of media course, he's talking about, uh, you know, uh, President-elect as he said, uh, President Lopez Obrador, which we covered actually on, when he, when he was actually elected, we covered it on uh, episode, I believe it was episode uh, 19 of the JDRC Politics Podcast, which is another podcast that I host with my friend Ryan Clark. You can find it at jdrcpolitics.com. So I believe that's it for, uh, in terms of political news. Um, there are a bunch of other people in the audience, of course, uh, at his funeral, in the crowd. Uh, many people who love John McCain. It was big, it was large, but it was not incredibly large to the point where there's hundreds, uh, you know, and thousands of people there. Um, but but it was it was definitely a lot of political figures, um, you know, um, even people who were on the other side, um, of course, uh, McCain didn't want Trump to be there, but I believe Pence actually went and represented the Trump administration as a person, you know, being there and everything. Uh, I don't believe uh, Melania Trump, President Trump's wife, was there. 
but yeah, that's it. Alright, really quickly, we're going to move on to some Elon Musk stuff. Stuff that he's saying about going private. We want to continue my coverage of that. I've been talking about that for weeks now. What's going to happen with Elon Musk? We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about China. They're losing status as uh, the the world's <coughs> excuse me the world's second largest stock market because there's obviously a recent trade war with the United States. And then we'll get a check on how the stock market has actually been doing statistically in China. And then we'll get to of course how the Dow, Nasdaq, and S and P 500 closed this week. All right, Elon Musk. Over the weekend, he tweeted that investors um, shorting the stock have about, quote, and I'm quoting this from directly from Elon Musk, about three weeks before their short position explodes. Now, the stock itself, Tesla stock, has basically railed about 20% since its annual shareholders meeting, which occurred on June 5th in the beginning of the summer. And at that meeting, at the very mute meeting, he said that he would... Uh, definitely have profitability in the third quarter. Now, famously, Tesla has not had any profitability in any quarter since their whole mere existence. They've made no, they've made no profit. Actually, Fred Lambert, uh, he he tweeted out, "Short seemed to be freaking out uh, about the assembly line being in a tent," and that was in quote. Can you elaborate on the situation with the line? Elon Musk replied to him at 3:43 p.m. on June 17, 2018, saying, "They have about three weeks before their short position explodes," and that was on the same day, by the way. Um, yeah. So that that's that's basically the news with Tesla. But I don't know if it's going to be profitable in um. In, in, you know, in the future. You know, Marquez Brownlee, that YouTuber, he did an interview uh, with Elon Musk. And he asked him, well, I guess it came up in the conversation. It, it, you know, Marquez didn't actually ask him. But he said that, you know, a lot of people think that I spend a lot of my time on Twitter, but it's not really true. Even though he does tweet a lot. In fact, Tesla Charts tweeted, and this was back in the beginning of the year on February 12, 2018, uh, where, where basically what happened is Tesla Charts, he said, the mission of Tesla Charts, uh, this is from their Twitter account on February 12, 2018, the mission of Tesla Charts is to unbashedly serve the confirmation bias of Tesla Bears, we'll f uh, we flow with a constant curation uh, current providing exactly what, bear what bears uh, most want to see. Especially helpful on days uh, the stock goes up on bad news. Enjoy accordingly. And then Elon Musk, of course, verified user on Twitter. On the same day, only a couple hours earlier at 12.40 p.m. on June 17th, 2018, he said, How big is your short position? Just curious. When the Dow closed... Uh, or when, when the stock market goes, excuse me, Tesla, which goes by the symbol of TSLA, was uh, down 301.60, uh, well, excuse me, the price is 301.66, and it was down 1.49, or 0.49%. Speaking of the money and the stock markets, well, as I said, we'll talk about China, and then we'll get a check on their actual thing, uh, on their actual market, but they're basically what's happening is they're, they're, the Chinese stocks... They kind of just completely just gave up their ranking as the second largest equity market in the world to, if anyone can guess, I don't know if anyone can guess, but it's Japan. Japan. They gave it up to Japan, uh, and that's according to um, a report that was published by the Financial Times.
But Chinese shares, though, they were worth $6.09 trillion at the close on Thursdays, while Japan's stock market was worth uh, about $6.16, $6.17 trillion. Uh, that's an estimate, by the way, but very close. But the Chinese stocks, of course, $6.09 trillion, and that was from the Financial Times. They were referring to figures from Bloomberg, so these were like a bunch of cross-sources, and then that compared to the $6.16 trillion market value of the Japanese share at the end of Thursday's trading sessions, but then China's market right after that surpassed Japan in a market value in November of back four years ago in 2014 to become the world's second largest Again, according to the FT, uh, the Financial Times. Then the U.S. stock market, which continues to be the world's largest, uh, of course, the na- you know all of their stock markets are dominating everything, of course, because we're America. Uh, they they were valued at thirty one dollars, thirty one trillion dollars at the end, and of course, the second largest now, of course, is Japan, but previously it was China at six point sixteen trillion dollars. So we are basically surpassing them by twenty. For $25 trillion. Yeah, so that's that's what's happening right now. Um, yeah, so... It's nothing terribly new and fresh. But, yeah. Um, we'll get a check now on the Shanghai Stock Market Index, uh, which is right now currently trading at 2,725.25, down 12.49, or 0.46%. Uh, over the month, it has gone, perhaps in the middle of, um, August, it went down, and went up, and then went down, and then went up, and, you know, now it's coming down just a little bit again, but basically it's at its peak, and, uh, uh, basically its second peak in the long term, but in five years, it's, it had a very large peak in uh, early mid 2015, and then is kind of now just slowly progressing down into 2018. Now let's get a check on all of the United States markets. The Dow is down 22.10% or 0.09%. Uh, no, excuse me, 22.10. Points <laughs> down 0.09 percent. The S and P 500 at 2,901 and 52 uh, up 0.39, uh, and that's up 0.01 percent. The Nasdaq is at 8,109.54 at 2,117.26 per, and that's at up 0.26 percent. Gold is at 1206 and 90, up 1.90, up uh, 0.16%. Gold at 69.88, down 0.37, down 0.53% at the same. The Dow also down 25, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, Apple right now is at 227.56, up 1.12. General Electric has 1293, uh, up 1.25%. Google's at 1231.66, down 1.82%. Microsoft at 112.27, up 0.29%. Again, these are all the closing stats, but let's get a check on the uh, key stats. The 10-year yield at 2.85%, down 0.01 points. The oil right now is trading at $69.88, down 0.53%. The yen is flat even at 111.04. The euro is at $1.16, again flat even. Uh, gold, as I said before, 1206 and 90 that's when it closed. All the world markets, including Japan, Hong Kong, London, and Germany, are all down.
down. We'll read all of them just because they're all down today. Uh, when they closed, the Japan market down 0.02% at 22,865 and 15, down 0.35. Hong Kong, 0.98% down at 27,888, 0.55 at 272.81. London down 1.11% at 7,432.42, down 8.82.68. And that is the FTSE 100. Germany, the DAX market down 1.04% at 12,364 and 0.06 points, and uh, that's what it's trading at right now, and it's down 128.82%. Pretty much all of the um, industry and the sector performances have gone up, except for consumer durables and energy minerals, if anyone cares, and the commodities Right now, oil is down 0.53% at 6988 gas 292 up 1.64%, a little bit of a peak there. Gold, of course, 1206.90, uh, silver at 1458, down 0.13%, uh, corn at $366 even, up 2.66%, and a check on how the stocks have been doing in 2018, a big jump for the Nasdaq, about 2%, but the Dow uh, up uh, this whole entire year in 2018, 5.04%, NASDAQ up 17.47%, and the S&P 500 up uh, about 8.5%. That is your money on the J. Doherty podcast, and that is all we have for this episode, actually. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're clocking in about almost half an hour. Not quite, though. Um, we'll see if we can close out with some of our music brought to brought to us and me by the wonderful VNCM. They have a, an enormous... Uh, be uh, just North collection of music, and I believe we'll play this one that was released uh, today, actually, uh, September second, twenty eighteen. Again, this episode is broadcasted live. Right now, though, it is eleven thirty-two, and all of those readings from the stock market was when they closed on Friday, of course, at the end of the day. You know, if you like the podcast, you want to keep listening to my incredibly fast money reports. I just don't like to waste time. That's pretty much it. You can always slow it down in your in most uh, podcast directories. You can slow it down, uh, including iTunes and other things. But if you want to subscribe, there's so many ways you can do that. You can do it on the website. You can do it on iTunes. You can do it at Stitcher Radio. You can do it on Anchor FM. You can do it on Google Play. There are so many ways that you can listen to this podcast. You can even do it on my website. You can get notifications uh, by email when we go live and all of that. So just go ahead and go to my website, j-doherty.com. J-A-Y dash doherty.com. As we close out, we're listening to a track called Good by Ikesen from VNCM. It was published on September 2nd, 2018. All right. That's pretty much it. It's 11.33 and 17 seconds right now on the Jay Doherty Podcast. And that's it. I'm Jay Doherty. This is the Jay Doherty Podcast. I gotta get out of here, so...